Here's an article I hope none of us find ourselves in anytime soon. The top ethics and compliance failures of the year. I'm your host, Ryan McCausland, and it's my job to help you understand and demystify human resources stuff facing small and medium-sized employers. And I know about this stuff because I happen to be an HR party of one. My employer, Bernie Portal, is bringing you this show based on our experience serving thousands of employers and their HR parties of one, or sometimes two or three, through our all-in-one HRIS, Bernie Portal. I've had a first-row seat observing HR parties of one in action, and I've studied this deeply to tease out what works. Welcome to HR Party of One. The global PR and consulting firm Edelman has issued a trust barometer report that measures public trust in four broad institutions, government, business, NGOs, and media. And according to this year's report, trust is low across the board. Not great. But why? There are far too many examples of when organizations just make bad decisions that violate our trusts. We can be better. But before we talk about how we can be better, let's look at some of the things we saw last year that chipped away at the public trust. Here's an article I hope none of us find ourselves in anytime soon. The top ethics and compliance failures of the year. I doubt many of our friends or family members have a subscription to Compliance Week. And ComplianceWeek.com isn't a website that most Americans are going to add to their favorites, but it's an excellent resource for HR parties of one, and they create really good content for chief compliance officers and audit execs. So who got a spot on the list last year? Who failed? Facebook, heaven help them. Facebook took the top spot for their consumer data practices, including breaches and violation of consumer consent decrees. Nissan Motor Company was featured for Japanese prosecutors indicting leadership over false disclosures and annual securities reports. And this, way, this went all the way to the top. Their CEO, Carlos Ghosn, was under house arrest in Japan when he allegedly escaped prosecution by sneaking out of the country in a large shipping container. Wells Fargo got dinged with a $100 million fine. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau accused them of secretly opening three and a half million authorized deposit and credit card accounts. Some other big companies had some less than stellar news break over the last years too. A class action lawsuit was filed against Nike in Oregon, claiming the company violated the Equal Pay Act with systemic gender pay discrimination. There was the Equifax breach, and there are plenty of other examples of PR disasters, corporate lawsuits, and other business nightmares that can really keep HR departments up at night. In part, I'm pointing these out because this stuff happened at large companies, generally with robust HR and compliance teams. They have real HR parties of like 50 or 100, not one or two. If they still wind up in the hot seat, how are small organizations supposed to stay on top of all this compliance, personnel, regulatory, and security requirements they face? In many cases, being smaller doesn't necessarily equate to smaller fines, especially as a percentage of revenue. In fact, the most common fines for small businesses are tax violations, OSHA violations, and wage and hour violations. As a percentage of revenue, those fines are often material, sometimes debilitating, and smaller teams are often stretched thin already. This is a fun topic, isn't it? The good news is that the smaller your team, the more visibility HR and leadership can have into all the areas of the business. This can make it a little easier to prevent the big breaches and issues that we just discussed. I'm not just here to tell you what can go wrong. I have a strategy to help you prevent this stuff from happening. We call it an HR audit. There are lots of different kinds of business audits. There are large financial audits, legal and compliance audits, operational audits, tax audits, information systems audits, and investigative audits, which are generally conducted in the case of suspected wrongdoing. Regular audits are one of the best things you can do to keep your business tight and compliant and humming. Incorporating any and all of these can strengthen your organization. But as an HR party of one, I recommend starting with an HR audit. 
You can conduct an initial internal audit of your organization to determine strengths, weaknesses, and where an outside auditor may be necessary or useful. This can include compliance and ethics items, but also operational items to shine light on the areas of your business that are running well, well and discover opportunities to improve. As you start, you might wonder to what degree your boss should be involved. Should you get their input before evaluating your team's operations, finances, recruitment, etc.? And there's sort of a spectrum of possibilities when it comes to leadership involvement in HR issues. Some CEOs or business owners might really want to be very involved, but often it can be better if they're not. If you don't involve your boss, who may be the CEO, CFO, COO, or CEO, you elevate HR's role by ensuring all people and operations stuff works like it should. You also reduce liability for the organization as a whole and the leadership team specifically. If you're not sure where your boss falls on this spectrum, that may be a conversation worth having first. But in general, our recommendation is for HR to really take ownership of an HR audit. If you uncover something that a CEO or owner really needs to be involved in, that can be addressed. The basic personnel and day-to-day -day items can be tackled by you from the HR perspective. Now let's talk through some of the areas you want to audit in your business and what to look for. As a quick disclaimer, we're not going to dig deeply into any of these areas specifically in this episode. We're covering HR audits more broadly today. If there's a particular audit area you'd like to see broken out into a full episode, shoot us an email at hrpartyofone at bernardhealth.com. That's hrpartyofone at bernardhealth.com. The first question is when. The best time of year to conduct an audit will depend on your business. A slower season will generally be more productive than a busy season. And the end or beginning of the year can also be useful to help you benchmark improvements year over year. If you think everything is going well, now's the time. You want to take a proactive approach to this, not a reactive approach. If you're waiting until issues have already been identified, you're behind. If everything seems to be running perfectly smoothly, that's perfect because they're not. There are probably some issues under the surface that an audit will help you identify early. HR can also provide a lot of value in seeing across team segments to identify potential issues, especially systemic ones that are occurring across multiple teams. The second question is what? Here are a few areas to audit. You can start with the legal action audit. Some common employment law risks include incorrectly identifying and classifying independent contractors and employees, incorrectly categorizing employees as exempt or non-exempt for overtime, confidential information protections, and non-compliance with harassment or discrimination policies. It may be worth consulting a labor attorney to ensure your documents are legally sound and in line with federal and state regulations. You can also consult third-party resources, like business websites or other sources, to engender more credibility in the event that changes do need to be made. After the legal action audit, consider a recruitment and retention audit. This is an area most organizations aren't evaluating often enough. Despite hiring being a big concern for many businesses, many can't really speak to whether they're doing it well or where they can improve. And almost every organization has room to improve. It may be that your organization doesn't have an official hiring process in place at all. If that's the case, start there. This is an opportunity for HR to increase a consistent documented process for bringing on new team members. Tracking metrics like recruitment cycle and time to hire and offer acceptance rates can identify bottlenecks and challenges, preventing your business from reaching a fully staffed workforce. If you aren't using an applicant tracking system, this is one way to more easily track these metrics. For example, with an all-in-one HRIS like Bernie Portal, applicant tracking is consolidated and organized in one easy-to-access location that allows you to share candidate applications, messages, and internal feedback with all hiring decision makers. This enables you to hire more efficiently without quality candidates slipping through the cracks. 
feel free to visit BerniePortal.com if you want to learn more about applicant tracking. Compensation should also be part of the audit. Regular benchmarking of your compensation against others in your industry and region can give you confidence that your offers aren't negatively affecting recruitment. Again, look to third-party sources or consultants to help determine a benchmark for these items. But in fact, retention metrics may be even more important to track than recruitment metrics. Replacing employees is expensive, disruptive, and time-consuming. If you're not already evaluating voluntary and involuntary turnover rates, as well as talent turnover rates, in other words, are your most talented employees leaving? This is important because a high rate of entry level or new to the company turnover may indicate an issue with hiring, not with retention. You may be bringing in the wrong people. But if your best people are leaving, you may have a bigger problem on your hands. Also, look at retention by manager. Now, let's look at performance and training audits. Not only do you want to retain your most talented employees, you also want to ensure they're performing at their peak. For those employees whose performance may be lagging, you want to take a look at any possible causes and solutions. Ask yourself, how are our employees trained during the onboarding process? Does ongoing training occur? How do managers give feedback to employees? Is it consistent and documented? Going through a proper performance and training audit will not only ensure your current and future employees are properly trained and receiving consistent feedback, it will also ensure your company is benefiting from everything your employees have to offer. Now let's talk about financial and tax-related audits. Many HR parties of one have bookkeeping backgrounds. This may be a particular area of interest or expertise for you. If you've hired a bookkeeper to help out with your finances, you'll want to conduct random audits and be fully aware of your bookkeeper's processes. Consider hiring a CPA to double check your finances and catch anything that might trigger an audit from the IRS. Security audits. Keeping your company and customer's data secure is of the utmost importance in this day and age. Being proactive by performing a software security audit, such as something called a SOC 2 audit, and obtaining data security certification will ensure your security is on the right track and bring attention to any weaknesses in your system. Our own company, Bernie Portal, recently completed um, a SOC 2 audit. This will ensure the security, availability, processing integrity, confidentiality, and privacy of our very own system. Now that we've talked through the what, the why, the when of these audits, let's talk about the how. It may be best to begin by identifying key team members who will need to participate. In general, HR will want to talk to all managers and potentially other team members who oversee specific items like tech security. You can also ask the following questions to get you started. Where does leadership fall on the spectrum of risk versus compliance? Taking into consideration possible penalties, does it change that answer? What are the legal requirements in this area of your business? And what are your current processes? What are industry standards? Where can we improve? What are we doing better than average? In answering these questions, HR can produce the report of the findings, share with leadership teams if necessary, and identify if and in what regard external auditors may be necessary. In general, it may be a good idea to consult a second professional about anything you uncover, especially stuff related to legal, tax, and security. You can also create action plans around inconsistencies, bottlenecks, or practices that need to be improved, and coach managers on improving those areas. If you'd like to review your HR practices and identify your compliance risks, we have a free HR scorecard available for you to download through a link in the description. Let's talk briefly about using external auditors. These can be conducted by insurance companies, CPAs, tax agencies, or even the IRS. You can be randomly selected for an IRS audit, or it may be in response to a discrepancy on your tax return or the returns of business partners or investors. You'll receive a notice in the mail initially, and the audit will either be conducted by mail or through in-person interviews. 
Generally, the IRS includes returns within the last three years of an audit, although it may be more substantial if other errors are identified. According to the IRS, they usually don't go back more than six years. Regardless, if you're selected for an IRS audit, you should consult the guidance of a tax professional. To prepare for any kind of financial audit, as opposed to operational audits, you'll need to get all financial and transactional records in order. Ideally, you should always be ready for an audit, which is why the internal audit practice may be so useful for your organization. An audit process isn't necessarily fun, usually it's not, but it's an important part of ensuring your business is dotting its I's and crossing its T's. Thanks for tuning in to HR Party of One. Don't forget to, to like and subscribe and tune in next week as we tackle our next HR topic. If you have a request for a topic, email us at hrpartyofone at bernardhealth.com. For more on how you can streamline your HR operations, go to bernieportal.com. I'm Ryan McCoslin. Thanks for making this HR Party of One a little less lonely. Until next time, uh, be kind, be smart, and be compliant.